It's a constant debate amongst Steelers fans and Steeler Nation asking, will the Steelers draft a quarterback in the first round? Will they need to trade up to get one? Will it be Kenny Pickett, Malik Willis, Desmond Ritter, Sam Howell, Matt Corral? All these questions will continue to be asked until the Steelers make their first selection of this NFL draft. But the big move of the Eagles and the Saints swapping first round picks changes the landscape and it further adds to where I think things have been going for a while now that I highly doubt that the Steelers first round pick is one of those quarterbacks unless something crazy happens. I'm Chris Carter of the Lockdown Steelers podcast. Joining me today will be Wes Euler of Steeler Nation Radio. We'll be talking about the landscape of how quarterbacks could fall in this NFL draft, how that means that Kevin Colbert and Mike, and Mike Tomlin need to be need to react and other aspects of the NFL draft as well as a, a new, a, a new, a new, a Steeler that was new last year being gone this year, and other aspects of your favorite team, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm Chris Carter. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube. If you're watching this video on YouTube, hit the like button on this video. Hit the subscribe button on the YouTube channel to get all of our daily content, plus our breaking news updates. If you want to help out the show even further, give us a five-star view with a positive comment on Apple Podcasts, and you'll get a special shout-out at the, at the end of the show. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today and tell them that Locked On sent you. We thank you for making the Locked On Steelers podcast your first listen every day. Wes Euler, what's up, my dude? What up, cousin CC? You're back from Denver and still not taking a day off. You're unbelievable. I don't know how I do it sometimes. And I literally mean that. Like, uh, so, so Wes knows I was in Denver. That's where I was, you know, in a hotel. If you saw the Monday episode, uh, also, if you saw the Friday episode of the Locked On NFL podcast. So, there's a reason why I didn't know that Marlon Mack signed with the Texans over the weekend. I was quite <laughs> busy. So, apologies to all those who, you know, I did a segment yesterday where I was talking to me. Hey, 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 Wes, Wes, we don't, we were not doing those things. That was water I was drinking. Anyways, um, Let's get right into what's going on in the NFL right now, Wes. It was a major trade, a blockbuster trade, but a weird one because no players were involved. It was all picks. Right, right. This is very rare in, in, in you know when it comes to swapping around these types of picks. Now, the Saints and, and the Eagles, two teams, you know, kind of in, in unique positions. Now, the Eagles came into came into this. They got they had three picks in the first round, I believe. And they gave away two of them while getting one back as well as another for next for next year. But the trade encompasses this. The Eagles giving away the 16th overall pick and the 19th overall pick of, of the first round as well as a six-round pick. The Saints, in return, give the Eagles their 18th overall pick, a third and a seventh, and then a first, in a, a first next year and a second in the 2024 NFL draft. So all that to say... The new there is a new draft order in the NFL. Basically, now the the Saints have two pit have two picks at 16 and 19. The Eagles have two picks at 15 and 18. And it's in, it's interesting to me that the Saints were willing to give up so much future capital for this year, Wes. And it only further confirms to me that there, there, there there's going to be some serious moves made for the quarterbacks in this NFL draft. Yeah, buddy, I, I think that's it, right? I, I don't think you have to speculate with this one very much. 
feels like the New Orleans Saints aren't done. And this is the first step to them kind of gearing up to go and get their quarterback because now they're at 16. Now they're at 19. It's a lot easier to package those two picks and move up and get your guy than in the space that they were in before. I think it, it, it signals that New Orleans is, is going to be aggressive and, and trying to go get a quarterback. I think it also signals any of those illusions or any of those best case scenarios we had for the Steelers where, hey, maybe Malik Willis falls to 20. Hey, maybe Kenny Pickett's still there at 20. Hey, maybe pick 20 rolls around and there's only one quarterback off the board so far. I just don't think that's the case. When you look at it now, just in the top 10, Detroit could easily take a quarterback. Carolina could easily take a quarterback. Seattle could easily take a quarterback. Yep, that's just the top 10. And now you have New Orleans with the capital to maybe go dancing with the Giants and the Jets, both who have two picks in the top 10 and have stated Mm -hmm. that they're not interested in quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Washington Commanders or whatever they'll decide to call themselves by the end of the month, (laughs) they're at pick 11. Like This is, you and I, I think, talked about this last week or maybe the week before. The closer and closer you get to the draft, the thirstier and thirstier everyone gets for quarterbacks. And I I think, Chris, now there is a really good chance that there's three guys off the board at the quarterback position by the time the Steelers are on the clock at 20. And this is just the first step towards what feels like a lot of teams who have been playing their hand that they're not that interested in the quarterbacks. But draft day comes around, and it, it turns out there's still three guys who end up going in the, the top 15, the top 20. And you and I have talked about this on the show before. Like, you know, so any locked on Steelers listeners knows this ain't this ain't breaking news. You know, no. that that the quarterback to the position is going to be hard to get for the Steelers if we you know without trading up. And you know, trading up is one discussion. I, I we will we'll skip past that, but just looking at the probability, because I know there's a lot of people that are saying, Oh, yeah, they'll they'll just get one of those guys. I, you know, I don't see the Steelers pass, you know, you know, you know, passing up on a defensive star if three of the top if the top three quarterbacks are gone in their eyes. Now, of course, there could always be a shakeup. You know, we didn't expect Mitch Trubisky, current Steeler, to be the second overall pick of his NFL right. draft class. Right. You know, if if the like, if, for example, if the Lions went and picked Sam Howe at number two overall, everything would change. We'd all be like, wait, what just happened? You know, <laughs> like, like that, that would sure, something sure. like that. And I'm not ruling that out, you know, because hey, you know, at this point, a few years ago. It, like no one, we, we were all shocked when it started to come out that like, Hey, the Browns are probably going to take Baker Mayfield first overall. And we were yeah. all like, what? Wait, like, what? why <laughs> of all those, of all those quarterbacks are going with him first mm-hmm. overall. So, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, something crazy like that certainly still could happen. Yeah. Imagine them with Josh Allen right now, or Lamar Jackson, Ooh, my goodness, or Lamar Jackson or Lamar. Jackson. Yeah, either one of those, that'd be a nightmare for the, well, the Browns would have, but they picked Baker Mayfield. So ha. Um, but uh, again, the point here being every year, not every year, most years, there is a crazy run at quarterback. There's the occasional years like the year like EJ Manuel and uh, your boy yeah. Gino came out. Gino. Uh, yep. Yeah, it was just it was like there, there's some years they don't they don't bite. But yeah, they 2013 are... was like that too. There weren't weren't a ton of guys in 2013 at the quarterback position early on. Right. It's just wait, was 2013 was that Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota? Or 2013, actually, I think was the class that you were just referencing. Okay, yeah, it was, it was, it was EJ Manuel, I think, was the only first round quarterback. Is that right? Geno right. right. Smith was early second yes, round. You're right. Yeah. That, 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 that was that year. It's tough, it's tough to put it back when they're they all, all blend, not they good all blend quarterbacks. together at this it, point. <laughs> it, it's, it's different. Like we remember, like we remember Dan Reno was drafted in 84, Ben Roethlisberger, Eli Manning, Philip Rivers, 2004, because right. great quarterback classes. But when you're going back through mediocre quarterback classes, man, that stuff blends together. Ah, it could have been 2013. It could have been 1917. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> But point being, I, we, we're looking at this at, at this upcoming draft class, and there's a there is rumblings of some people saying, "Hey, quarterbacks not as important as you think. They're, they're, those guys are going to fall down." 
this move to me shows the Saints are serious about making sure that that that, that they're gonna they're gonna be in play for a quarterback this year while still getting another skilled player that's going to add add to that mix, or just getting having the ammunition to move up if they think if they hear their quarterback is about to be off the board. So that's an interesting discussion. I want to talk to you further about you know, about these quarterbacks and how it yep. plays into the Steelers strategy here. So we're going to do that in a second here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast. But first, I got to talk to you guys about betonline.net. It's your number one source for all your betting needs and your sports information. And you can find all the latest sports developments, including this week's Masters Championship Odds podcast and reviews for all the different leagues this season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores, and all more. Baseball starting up this week, so if you want to get on that action, BetOnline.net is your best place to play as well. Yeah, sure, college basketball is done, but the NBA and NHL's playoffs are getting ready to ramp up, and there's some big money opportunities for you out there. So go Go to their website, betonline.net today, and use your, you can use your mobile device or check out their website on your desktop or laptop, and you'll learn all about the trends in the action on their website, which is BetOnline, where the game starts. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm Chris Carter. He's Wes Euler. Of course, Steeler Nation Radio and the Ears and Beers podcast. Now, Wes, the Steelers' need for a quarterback of the future is there, and, and again, I'm not dismissing the the idea that they want that they that they would would love to have a quarterback from sure, this class sure. be there at 20. Because I think that's part of where this gets lost in the conversation. And I, I peep Steelers Twitter. You know, don't think that I don't just because I'm, I'm not always jumping in the arguments. I just don't got time for y'all sometimes. Sometimes every, people just be firing be, off. And I'm I'll just, be on Twitter too much, man. I just be like, look, look, man, I got I got work to do. But that's why I'm preparing for these shows. But point being with, you know, you know, I, I see the dialogue and I see the back and forth. And a lot of people are saying, you know, oh, they, they love the quarterbacks. And yeah, Mike Tomlin does love some of these quarterbacks. You know, the, the, the Steelers, I'm sure they they like the leadership of Kenny Pickett. I'm sure they like the ceiling of Malik Willis. I surely like the potential of Desmond Ritter. I'm sure there's there's part, there's elements to Sam Howell's game that if he fell into the right spot of the draft, yep. he, 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 they, yep. they would like it. I'm sure there's elements to Matt Corral's game that they love. But. They also know you don't stare at the shiny object in, in the jewelry store. You go in with a plan, with a with a with a, you know knowing your budget. In this case, your draft capital, knowing your other needs. You know you don't you don't you don't buy you don't buy the fifty thousand dollar ring when you don't have a house to 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 put to put your what your fiance in yet. You know so. There's there's a situation where I could see the Steelers definitely drafting a quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know, if if the, if uh, you know if if the unthinkable happens and a lot of those quarterbacks fall to twenty, sure. But I, I more so see the possibility of them being a day two pick this year if Sam Howell or Matt Corral or one of those guys is available mm-hmm. at that point. And if not, then then I think it's like a Bailey Zappi type of quarterback on day on day three of the NFL yeah. draft. But Carson Strong, Car- Carson Strong is a great example. He has a huge arm. He'd be an interesting prospect to at least bring into camp and see what he has. But Wes, I, I want I want to get this thought from you. Is, is this the time that the Steelers, you know, the Steelers should be looking at? Hey, let's build up our ammunition for this for this quarterback draft class because, again, the, the Saints trade trading and and making this move uh, to get to get that that, that other pick um, and uh, those other two picks. It shows to me that that they're they're arming up because they they're hearing things that other teams are willing to make the moves. Mm-hmm. It just to me when I when I know that I that's not a big need for me right now. I mean it's a need, but this isn't the time that we want to that I'd want to make that move. Right. right. I don't I don't need it's it's like when you have a it's like when you have a pair in poker, 
and you see that a flush and a straight are on the board could be on the board and you know like you know what i like my chance i, I like my, my hand but i'm not gonna push push it all in on this hand right yeah no you know what and i think you're absolutely right and i love that analogy by the way and maybe we've been looking at this the wrong way throughout this process right like from the combine and, and now leading up to the draft where we've been talking about how ah, there's not that guy in this class, we don't think, you know? Right. And and look at last year, and there were five quarterbacks taken in the top 15, and that's yeah. not going to happen this year. Maybe we were looking at it the wrong way, whereas there's always teams that need quarterbacks. We know, again, it's a quarterback-thirsty league. There's always going to be teams that are going to talk themselves into guys. And maybe, Chris, since they only look at it and think that there's two, maybe three guys, it creates more of a sense of urgency as opposed to last year where, again – you know, every third pick of the top 15 was a quarterback. Teams are sitting there and you've got, you know, Detroit, you've got Carolina, you've got Seattle, you've got the commanders, you've got new Orleans, let's say five teams, right. That are in play for a quarterback. And they're looking at it and they're saying, all right, we really like Willis or Pickett, And, and we would dance with Ritter. We think too. Well, okay. There's five of us that are in this market going to be really aggressive. And there's only two and a half guys that we like. Right. So maybe that's the scope of this where it creates more of a need. You know, it's the whole supply and demand thing when there's more supply of, you know, five first round quarterbacks last year that teams like they're willing to be more patient. But when there's only two quarterbacks that teams like, or that they're willing to at least spend, you know, first round top 20 draft capital on, it creates more of an urgency. And maybe we're seeing a little bit of a bidding war in a sense, right? Where all these teams Mm. are going to start to line up because they either want Willis or Pickett and that's it. Or, you know, again, maybe Ritter's worked his way into that conversation or does here in the next three weeks as well, too. That's been in the back of my mind today since we saw the New New Orleans uh, trade with the Eagles as well. Like, maybe we were all looking at this wrong. Maybe we thought since the quarterback class didn't have a dude, some of these guys would slide down and there would be, we'd have to wait a little bit and maybe there's not (laughs) even a quarterback taken in the top 10. Whereas maybe we should have looked at it the other way. There's only two premium names in this class, Willis and Pickett, and teams were always going to be aggressive to try and, and get one of those guys, the teams that that really do need a quarterback. I think that's a, that's a healthy way to look at it because teams teams always need a quarterback. I mean, over the years, we've seen – I mean, the, the Steelers are have benefited over the years from – or at least brought former first-round picks onto their roster to see how they do. Look at Dwayne Haskins. You know the the where he was picked by by Washington when he was. Remember uh, Paxton Lynch? He was he was a first round pick by the first Broncos rounder. way back when, and the Steelers brought him in as like the fourth arm in camp. You know this this happens a lot, and I, I think someone you know I, I forget who pointed it out, but someone pointed out that you know, from 2009 to 2016, no quarterback drafted in the first round was still with the team that drafted them after wow. after last season. So like. The, this is this isn't this is un- uncommon that teams reach for quarterbacks. I mean, Josh Rosen. I mean, people were talking about how he was going to be this smart, uh, you know, high brain quarterback. He's Aaron Rodgers he, 2.0. He can't even get on the field. So there's always reaches, and I think that you know it, it, what part of it is the hype that gets sold. You know, you know, on on a on a player. You know, D- Daniel Jones. I think is another example uh, of that. And you mm-hmm. know, guys that get propped up, but teams mm-hmm. want to take their swings at quarterbacks because you know, and some of that may be also. You look back on recent years, there are the hits like getting Russell Wilson in the third round for the Seahawks. You know, those type of things. Like teams just sit there, man. If we could just get our quarterback, they this see how year. Josh Allen has transformed the Bills and how exactly. Joe Burrow has transformed and how I mean, it seemingly happened overnight for those two franchises where they went from mediocre exactly. to contending for Super Bowls. The Ravens saving John Harbaugh's job with Lamar Jackson. 
And, and, you know, maybe we were naive on that, too. Like, the Carolina Panthers, I think, are a good example in that regard. Yeah. You think you think Matt Rule, who's coaching for his NFL future this year, is going to sit in there and say, hey, you know, I think I'll be patient on quarterback. Like, there's no chance. I'm good with Sam Darnold. <laughs> there's, no, there's no chance. In fact, I think Matt Rule's thinking the opposite. Matt Rule's thinking, you know what? Say I get Kenny Pickett at pick six, right? Say someone trades up, Lions take him. Maybe the Texans are willing to part with that pick, the Jets, the Giants, and Malik Willis goes in the top five, right? Hypothetical here. Mm -hmm. Matt Rule's sitting there and he's saying, I'm taking Kenny Pickett because if we show any signs of life this year, that's buying me another year. Yes. I could take Kenny Pickett. We could go six and 11. Right, because there's 17 games. We could go six and 11. Quick math. <laughs> but if we if we win, if we win three of our last four games and show life down the sea, and Pickett looks like he's figuring it out all of a sudden, and we look like we're in a better place heading into the offseason, I'm good. I just bought myself more time. But if I go out there with Sam Darnold and I go six and 11, I'm toast. Um, right. I, I I think that's a real thing too in in this conversation that. A lot of these coaches that are on the hot seat, and I'm using air quotes here if you're watching on YouTube, mm -hmm. coaches that might have a little bit of a, a short leash, I think sometimes they think to first-round quarterback, early quarterback, it buys me another year. Because as long as we can show some signs of growth throughout the season, they're going to bring me and they're going to bring the quarterback back. I, I agree. A lot of a lot of teams think that way. A lot of coaches think that way. And, 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 and yeah, the the lifespan of a coach of a coaching staff, that's definitely on people's minds. That's like that's, you know, some people might think, oh, they're, they're just coaches. They're just doing their jobs. No, they're thinking, how do how do I establish a new tone with this organization? How do I <laughs> put really my wants to keep coaching on Sundays? He doesn't want to go back to Saturdays, baby. <laughs> exactly. And again, you know, for all those who might be wondering, like, well, does Matt Rule really like Kenny Pickett? I was there for Pick Kenny Pickett's Pro Day. He was the only head coach not named Mike Tomlin who was there at Kenny Pickett's Pro Day. It's a pretty short commute for Tomlin, too. It, and right, Tomlin walked <laughs> across the hall. But he, when he was there, he was examining his hands. He was joking mm -hmm. around with him. And for those who don't know, Kenny Pickett's first school he ever committed to coming out of high school mm -hmm. was Temple, where Matt Rule was where head Matt coach. Matt Rule was the coach before he went to Baylor. Yep. And he and then he he decommitted and went and went to Pitt. So. There's a there's a lot of aspects there that could really work for Kenny Pickett there, and there's other teams that could want Kenny Pickett. You know, sure. if if Kenny Pickett slips past the top ten, the Saints I think would be an ideal situation for a quarterback like him. Not a super strong arm, but a smart mind, a decently athletic quarterback who can make good reads and good weather Michael conference. Th exactly, you're playing in you're playing in a dome. You know, you're you're, you're going to have Michael Thomas in the slam. Hey, yeah, and so this is a chance where you where you could say, hey, but again. If if Kenny Pickett ain't taken up there, it's probably because some other quarterbacks were take were taken up there, and right. that's that's again just why I don't see the Steelers being in play. We'll examine how they would trade up or whether they would trade up another day because there's a lot of other factors that that calculate into that. And I want to talk to Tony Serena about tomorrow. But Wes, I want to talk to you about edge rushers for a sec because a guy who was a Steeler last year and made some impactful plays is no longer a Steeler. We're going to talk about who that was as far as the Ed Rushers in just a sec here. But first, we got to talk to you guys about rockauto.com. Rock Auto is the place where you go to save time and money to when you're needing a new parts on your car or your truck. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership when you can get it much cheaper at Rock Auto? 
For example, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $353 when you go to the chain store, but you can go on rockauto.com right now and get it for $216. Rock Auto is, is a family-owned business, and it's been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices are reliably low for every customer, and they have everything you could need from brake parts to tail lamps to motor oil and even new carpet. So go explore their easy-to-use website today to find their solution for your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Be sure to write locked on in there and how did you and there how did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need visit rockauto.com today Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter. We're keeping it rolling here with Wes Euler on our Tuesday episode. We messed up the alliteration again this week, Wes. Tony wasn't available, so we had to push him to Wednesday. So it's not your fault, but uh, I, I, I am disappointed that we weren't able to, to get our alliteration going this week. But Wes... Um, the you know another news, minor news, not major news, but Taco Charlton, guy that picked, that mm-hmm. came in for the Steelers this year, made one start this past year, and and you know he did okay, had a half of a sack, eighteen tackles, um, you know w- was able to get a couple quarterbacks in, had a pass def- a pass deflected that led to an interception for Joe uh, for Joe Schober in a huge way that played a major factor in the Steelers beating the Tennessee Titans, who mm-hmm. I believe were the one seed this year in the NFL in the AFC playoffs. They were, they were. Um, that was that being one of the biggest upsets of the season. He found a way to be a good rotational player with the Steelers, but you know, no one's having their heart broken. You know, it would be nice to have him back. And I think a lot of Steelers fans, when he he announced, "Hey, I'm going to the Saints, who day?" Uh, or not, who who that? I'm mixing up the who days and the who dads. Uh, who days? Ponies. Yeah, who days? Weird. Who that? It's actually kind of cool. Who day? That's just that's like that's posers. I don't. I don't. I don't yeah, know. who talks like that in Cincinnati? I mean, what are yeah, we doing here? It's it's <laughs> weird, but um, when it comes to when it comes to uh, Taco Charlton being gone, I, it's not a crusher, but it does open up the question: What are the Steelers going to do for depth on the edge? Now they already sure. have Denard Avery, who they signed, mm-hmm. guy off the mm-hmm. Eagles. He's been on the Browns. He's he, he's undersized, but very athletic, very quick, and could be an, an option to help on the edge and off ball, off ball linebacker. But Wes, what's the seriousness that they need to approach getting depth for edge rusher behind T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith because they could do it in free agency or the NFL draft or both. Yeah, and I I'm glad you mentioned Avery there. I I like I like uh, Jannard Avery as a rotational guy as a depth piece. Um, he's got production in his four year NFL career. He he started 17 games, 15 games, 17 games, something like that. But mm-hmm. he's got close to 100 tackles. He's got like seven and a half sacks. He's forced some fumbles, some tackle for losses. He's a guy who, despite not getting a ton of spin. Is, has still been able to show up on stat sheets and have some production. So I like him as, you know, a uh, a bullet in your holster, if you will. But I think you need another one of those guys. Yeah. Uh, edge rusher, those guys are going to have to play snaps throughout the course of the game. And, Chris, you and I know it's the NFL. Guys get hurt. Guys get banged up even more so now in a 17-game season with an extra round of playoffs as well, too. You need some some more depth in that in that yeah. role. So I do think free agency is an option. I also I think I might have given you this take back like around the combine on one of the podcasts here. Okay. But I think the two positions in the NFL draft just about every single year and there's there's the occasional one-off years where there's exceptions. But I think the two positions pretty much in the NFL draft now and it's been this way for about 5-ish years give or take and I don't mm-hmm. see it ending anytime soon. The two position groups that I think you can get the most instant impact guys in the draft. So the position groups that are the deepest 
with yeah. guys that can come in and have impact in year one are wide receiver and edge rusher. You know, it was like I agree. It was like, fi- it was like 15 years ago, Chris. Right when when you and I were in middle school and high school, everybody wanted to be a middle linebacker or a running yes. back. Yes. Right, those were the two positions: middle linebacker and running back. Well, that has evolved now, and that has changed. Everybody wants to be a wide receiver, and everybody wants to go hit the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants to be an edge rusher, and everyone wants to go make plays on the outside. There are, I think, eight to twelve, nine to thirteen guys in this wide receiver class, Chris Carter, yes. that could that could step right in. And I just made a self-deprecating joke there, and I think it went way over your head. No, I, to, no I heard it. Nine I, I was to give thirteen you a break. guys. Yeah. I got. No, I heard nine it. Nine to was, thirteen like, wide receivers in this class that that can have an instant impact and will be impactful year one as rookies. I think eight or nine edge rushers in this class that will be impactful, that can play a real role as rookies. So if there's a, <laughs> if there's a Melvin Ingram type move to be made, mm. obviously I'd be all about that in free agency, but that's one of the positions I don't mind leaving to the draft. Like I, I really want the Steelers to sign a safety here in the next couple of weeks. I would really like the Steelers to add another wide receiver here so that they don't need two of them in the draft. But edge rusher, if you tell me right now, it's going to be Watt, it's going to be Highsmith, it's going to be Avery. And it's going to be one guy that they get in the draft. It's going to be mm-hmm. those four. I, 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 I can roll with that. It's it's not the greatest depth in the world, but it also wouldn't have me panicking or nervous. All right, I, I agree with that assessment. And there's always guys that they, they that can slip around, you know, like Quincy Roche. I still don't know yeah. why they let, let yeah. they let him go. I think, well, I do know why. They thought that they could sneak him on their practice squad That's without him getting scraped, yeah. and 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 it, and it it came back to bite him. Um, but you know, he he was a guy that a lot of people were projecting maybe second or third round. And he fell mm-hmm. all the way down to late in the in, in the draft. So there, there there are always things that you could do here. But you know, I I look at available free agents as far as you know some of the better guys available. Of course, the first round of edge rushers are all gone. But mm-hmm. a guy who could be an interesting guy to kick the tire to kick the tires on is Tack McKinley. He was just with the yep. Browns, was a yep. former first round pick by the Falcons, and we all know uh, uh, Kevin Colbert, Mike Tomlin. They prefer to get guys fresh off of their rookie contracts. He's only one year out of his for his first his rookie his rookie contract with the Falcons. So, uh, well, he's two years out now once the season starts. But point being, he's twenty six. You could you could keep him you could keep him around and say, hey. You know, you're not gonna you're not coming in here with the pedigree of a Melvin Ingram. Because I think part of it is I I've always thought Melvin Ingram thought he was going to take that spot from Alex Highsmith. I'm yes. pretty sure the Steelers told yes. him, Hey, that's his spot, and it's him and TJ, and you're here to back them up. And he was probably saying, Sure thing, yeah. nobody. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'll, uh-huh. earn, I'll earn that spot. And then when he didn't, it was like, Oh, okay, uh, this isn't what I thought. I gotta get out of here. Right. And right. Um, but Tack McKinley, he he ain't no Melvin Ingram. You know he's a he's a guy that that could fit that bill, and and he's not the only only guy. I you know I know one guy is Rasheem Green, but I, I, he's more of a, a traditional defensive end. We all know the Steelers like more outside linebacker mm-hmm. type of guys, but you know I just think adding one more player like that would be smart before the NFL draft. And I agree. Also, also, and we talked about this on Steeler Nation Radio uh, with you and with you and Moats on uh, on Monday, the possibility of adding after the draft. You know, there's no rule that says you have to get them right now. <laughs> right. You know, you know, especially when like Tyron Matthews different Tyron Matthews is going to have a team before the NFL draft. We're just waiting yeah. to see who it's going to be. Yep. But you know, for a lot of these guys, they're waiting around. They don't have teams that, that, that are heavily courting them. So it's time. It's, so, so this is you, this way you can say, okay, we filled our needs in the draft. Now we're going back into free agency and we're signing these guys. So right. I, I, I think that could be, end up being the move here, but keeping an eye on some of those edge prospects. I know Jadavian Clowney's out there, but guys, 
come on. No, no, that's, that's, that, 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 that ain't the move. Um, I'm, I'm, I, I'm good. I'm good on that. I've seen that fish before. Exactly. But I do think that – and, and the idea of a Tack McKinley type of ad would be only if the Steelers didn't go and address it with a decent pick in, in this NFL draft class. Yeah, and I'm with you on that. Um, and, hey, I guess they, you and I might think a decent pick is a second or a third rounder, at worst a fourth rounder. Right. Maybe they're looking at it and they're saying, hey, we got Roche in the sixth round last year, a guy that we really liked. We just weren't able to keep him, keep and you know, we thought we could stash him on the practice squad. But that's the real I, – I, I, I do like what you said there because you don't have to address that ahead of the draft. We're in that second wave of free agency right now. Mm-hmm. There's a third and fourth wave. Of, of, of free agency. I mean, there's there's what happens there, there after the are. draft as well, too. And then there's that next wave once you get, um, you know, there's always a couple surprise cuts and things like that after OTAs, you know, when around the time that you're getting ready for training camp in the preseason. So, yeah, I, I don't look at edge rusher the same way that I do strong safety, right? Where I'm like, okay, all right, are we going to make a move here? What are we doing, mm-hmm. guys? Come on, right. get something done. Um even with wide receiver where I'm kind of sitting there right now and I'm like, man, there's some names out there, but even wide receiver, you can wait until after the draft as well, too. That, that feels like the, probably the, the shrewd move right now. If you're, if you're Kevin Colbert and company and and who knows, obviously Kevin Colbert after the draft, he's going to be done as general manager. But I, I feel like strong safety is the position that you want to have figured out in the next three weeks, everything else, you know, edge rusher depth, wide receiver depth, uh, maybe another running back to add to the to the room there. You don't you don't have to be in a rush to get those things done. You can now be patient and see how the draft plays out first. A, a guy that I think could be one of those later round steals that could fit this edge rusher r- r- type of type of situation is Noah Burks of Wisconsin, and mm. he he's a guy. He was a, he's not a heralded because I'm I'm not looking at this and thinking oh they're going to get Boye Mafe in the second round. Like I'm right, I'm not right. pie in the sky and the, the edge rusher pick. They got they're really great at edge rusher right now. The only thing that they're going in is getting depth. You know unless they they wanted to make a luxury pick and get a guy like that and it's like okay great you you, you made that happen but you know you got other needs that, that you need to strengthen strengthen up on here. But when you look at Noah Noah Burks from Wisconsin, 6'2", around two forty five, mm-hmm. you know he has the pedigree of a smart defender, good tackler. You know, not an outstanding player. He's not going to be the most athletic, but he's technical. He's sound. He helps as a guy who can help cover the flat. He helps in a run defense and turning the play back to other teammates to you know hold down the edge. And I'm not saying it has to be Noah Burks, but there are guys out in this draft class that yeah. are like that. That can you could be diamond in the rough. Hey, because again, if you if you draft a Noah Burks, you're getting him in maybe the sixth round you know if, if, if you're looking at that so if you're getting him in the sixth round you're not asking to start this year you're saying hey buddy we got tj watt alex highsmith right and and, and, a- and avery at the primary options you're there when these guys need a break get, get used to special teams and uh and, and we'll see you out there if you are if you are in your spot and that that's the shot i think they need to take an edge rusher but people talking about spending big i just think that's a little much no, I'm with you. And you you could just spend that money more wisely because again, I, I think it's pretty clear that it's it's gonna be TJ Watt and it's gonna be Alex Highsmith. If 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 Melvin Ingram didn't take Alex Highsmith's role last year, I mean what we you know, spend Vaughn Miller money to get a guy like that and those guys are gone now. Yeah, you just there's a there's a time to do shrewd business, Mr. Carter, and then there's a time to be patient. And you're teetering on that line right now, right? Like another yeah. couple days, and it's fully just all right, let's be patient. We don't have to rush this. Let's see how the draft plays out. And then we'll still know exactly what type of money we have after that to, to go and kind of make these final moves. 
I think at edge rusher, you're absolutely right because you're set with your starters. Yeah. You love TJ Watt. I mean, you mm-hmm. put a big He's old the best. diamond. He's the you best. put a you put a big old diamond ring on that finger last <laughs> last summer, and you and you like Alex Highsmith. You know, you want to go on a third or fourth date here. You want to you want to go to the dance. You want to take him to the prom. You like him a lot. Um, you don't have to panic after that. Avery's nice depth. You need another piece there too. But that that can wait. That has that has plenty of time. Just just figure out this strong safety thing, will you? That is the big thing. Uh, and I took a break from talking about strong safety because I've been talking about it so much over the last few weeks. So we didn't, you know, so I've, I wanted to give y'all a break because I like to diversify my show and I don't want it to just be me hammering, hammering down the same topic every day. But we will get back to Tyron Matthew, Terrell Edmonds, whatever is it today. And it was interesting. I will acknowledge Aditi King Kabbalah coming out and says that Tyron yeah. Matthew is yeah. more inclined to pick the Steelers because he likes Mike Tomlin and there's some elements there, which we told you on this very show months ago, or, or I guess a month ago, whenever they hired Brian Floyd. I'm like, look, people already love Mike Tomlin. People want to play for Brian Flores. Mm-hmm. There's there, there's there's some aspects there that can help mm-hmm. you in free agency, and we may see it with Teron Matthew. And she also Didi Kinkawala, of course, of NFL Network. She also pointed out, hey, Terrell Evans still is, you know, there's an offer out to him. He's still not out of place. So lots of things that can happen at Strong Safety. We will keep you updated with that here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. Wes, thanks so much for joining us. You're always a, you're always a treasure here to have on the show with your takes, your information, and your comedy. Uh, we appreciate you, man. Let me know can find you, follow you, and get more of your work. Yeah, uh, on Twitter, at Wesley Euler. Um, I host the Steelers Blitz on SNR with Arthur Motes. Uh, you can listen to us live at noon, iHeartRadio, Steelers.com, Steelers app, iHeart app. You can also subscribe to our show podcast feed, Steelers Blitz, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, I also host the SNR Steelers Week in Review podcast that you can get weekly podcast uh, on the Steelers Network now as well, too. And uh, Ears and Beers, if you are a tortured WVU soul like me and you need 13 to 9 more podcasts to listen to, Ears and beers, wherever you get your podcasts, and on YouTube as well. They do a great job, Wes and Adam. We have them both here on the show uh, quite often. Thanks, Wes, for, join- for joining me here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. Again, you can find this show on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube. Like this video if you enjoyed it. Subscribe to get more of our content. That's Monday through Friday daily here on the show, as well as our breaking news updates when they happen on our YouTube channel. If you want to support us even further, go on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star review with a positive comment. Do both of those at the same time, and I get you a shout-out at the end of the show. Thanks again for checking us out. We'll have Tony Serino on for our Wednesday episode episode no alliteration boo but we will be back with him it'll be a fun talk and who knows maybe the Steelers have made a move of strong safety by then we'll see you when we're talking then 